Welcome to Generational Wealth MD's podcast on financial freedom through investing in real estate. My name is Param Baladandapani. I'm a mom, radiologist, real estate investor, and mentor to others looking to start or scale their real estate portfolios. Thank you for being here today. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with inspiration, strategies, and insight so that you can stop trading your time for money and live life on your terms. If you love the episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Hey guys, it's an amazing time of the year. It's almost 10 weeks left to the end of the year, and I think this is a great time for goal setting. A lot of members in the fall cohort of Creating Generational Freedom have already, in the two weeks since we started, narrowed down their markets, connected with agents, and are putting in offers, which I think is just amazing. Especially those who are trying to lock in short-term rentals before the end of the year for those juicy tax savings. So I have taken some time today and I want to talk about what really holds us back from being the best version of ourselves in business, in working towards financial freedom and investing in real estate. In my own journey and in my experience coaching hundreds of high income professionals, I find that it's almost always internal factors that hold us back. Often these are our perspectives and the voice of self-doubt in our head that makes us think that things are impossible or not worth it. And I wanted to go over the most important perspectives and limiting beliefs that I think really hold us back from moving towards our goals. So the first perspective that I wanted to talk about is the thought that we're supposed to work hard in our 30s, 40s, and 50s so that we can become financially free in our 60s. And I invite you to shift that perspective And imagine what things would look like for you and for your family if you could hit financial independence in your 40s and your 50s. What really helped me was to see others who were financially free in their 30s and 40s and be inspired by them. And this is what helped motivate me to learn to do the same in my life. I'm hoping that once you look at this differently, you will be able to do the same. And then the second perspective shift that I wanted you guys to think about was something that we talked about in our very first podcast episode, the belief that you have to earn more and save more to get to financial freedom faster. And we talked about how it was important not to work harder, but to work smarter. Hustling is not how you get to financial freedom. And I want all of you to think about how you can boost the returns of your entire portfolio. And this is how you get to financial freedom faster. Okay, be this investing in real estate as opposed to the stock market or by using strategies to boost your returns even within your real estate portfolio. And this is how I want you to think about accelerating your way to financial freedom. Get to how you get there three to five times faster than what you're possibly doing right now without taking on more risk because that's important also. And it's really important when you're thinking about, you know, boosting your returns and supercharging the returns of your portfolio to get you to financial freedom faster. The, The first step, the key part is to really have a good understanding of what your current portfolio looks like, what your asset allocation is right now, what the returns over your portfolio are. And you need to ask yourself this important question. How much longer is it going to take you to get to your financial goals if you were to stick to your current asset allocation? For me, the pivotal moment was when I realized that it would take me 15 to 20 years to hit financial independence if I continue to invest primarily in the stock market, as opposed to taking me, say, less than three years to financial independence if I scaled my real estate portfolio aggressively. 
When it comes to boosting your portfolio returns within creating generational freedom, my eight week immersive coaching program, I actually have this bonus module now where we talk about 14 different strategies to boost your returns, even within your real estate portfolio, which is going to help you really accelerate towards financial freedom. Because at the end of the day, what I want all of you to take away from this is that it's the ROI, your return on investment over your entire portfolio that determines that you know, how fast you're going to get to financial independence. So I wanted to start off by sharing these two perspectives and how I think shifting these perspectives is going to be key. But I also want to talk now about the limiting beliefs that hold us behind, the things we tell ourselves that stop us from taking the steps that we need to be taking. Now, the voice of self-doubt in our head is essentially our mind trying to protect us from the discomfort of failure and the discomfort of taking effort from stepping outside our comfort zone. And those of you who are parents have probably watched the movie Crudes, right? So if you think about what the dad in that movie is doing, the dad is always trying to protect the family and he keeps saying, well, if you do this, if you step outside the zone, if you go there and start doing things differently, we will all die. And that's essentially what our mind is trying to do to us. The limiting beliefs are just our mind's way of trying to protect us, keep us within our comfort zone so that we don't have to do something that's scary, new and uncomfortable. I find that... Every time I enter a new market or purchase a different property type, say short-term rentals, or when I think about investing in large apartment complexes, I have to overcome the voice of self-doubt in my head. And the thing to remember is that oftentimes we're completely fused with this thought. We believe it to be the truth. And what I want you to think about, what I want you to start learning to do is to observe these thoughts and realize and separate yourself from the thought and make the effort to change the dialogue in your head. The easiest way to do this is to surround yourself with a mentor, a coach, or a community of people where people are constantly challenging themselves, thinking differently, right? Where you continue to be motivated. And this support system that you build around yourself is going to help you with changing those perspectives, with observing those limiting beliefs and changing that dialogue. I uh, want to go ahead now and give you four examples of the common limiting beliefs that I encounter in my journey and that I hear from people all the time. And we're going to talk about how we can shift those thoughts. The first limiting belief is that I don't have the time now, right? And I hear this all the time. This is not the right time. I don't really have the time to be spending on finding deals. So I can't do this. And this is what I have to say to people who feel that way. If you're someone who is so busy that and you're trading your time for money, then in my opinion, you're the person who needs to be actually thinking about how you can accelerate your way to financial independence, right? What you can do to boost those returns because you need it the most. And I want you to shift that dialogue in your head when you hear that from, I don't have the time now to say, I'm going to prioritize my time and do this because this is really important for me. I, I want you to think about how it's going to change your life and your family and keep that as the focus whenever you hit this limiting belief in your mind. And I also want you to lean into examples of people who've done this while working full-time. When I accelerated and I aggressively scaled my real estate portfolio, I did it while I was raising two kids and while I had a full-time job. Not when I was single or not when I you know, had more time on my hands. So I want you to recognize this limiting belief and separate yourself from it and change that internal dialogue. 
The other limiting belief that I hear from people all the time is that I don't have the money for this. And it's very similar to when someone says, I don't have the time for it. I like to say, if you're someone who really doesn't have a lot of money in savings, then you're the person who needs to think about how you can change your strategies more so than other people because the question that you should lean into is how much longer is it going to take me to get to financial freedom by doing what I'm doing right now with my limited savings? What is my current portfolio allocation? What what are my returns? And how much longer is it going to take me to get to financial freedom doing just what I'm doing right now? That could be investing in the stock market. That could be using other investment vehicles. But I really want you to introspect and, and think about that question. And remember that when you're investing in real estate, there are so many ways to invest in real estate with with little to no money down. And that's because you can use leverage in real estate. You can use other people's money. You're able to force appreciation and build equity pretty rapidly, which is which is something that you really can't do with the stock market. Right. And an example I want you to lean into anytime this thought comes up is that there are so many people in this country with significantly lower incomes than you who are able to rapidly scale their real estate portfolios and hit financial freedom in their 30s and early 40s. So, again, this is just a belief that holds us back, that prevents us from taking that next step. The third limiting belief that I hear all the time is that I'm not good with money. I'm not really good with finances. And I think if I do this, I'm going to do it wrong. And that's just not true. I want all of you to think of all the hard things you've done to get to where you are today. And honestly, learning to manage your money, learning to invest more wisely is just it's not half as hard as what you've done so far. And whenever you think this, I want you to focus on the why. You know, what is the opportunity cost of being held back by this belief that I'm not good with money? You know, for me, it was millions of dollars lost and and at least seven years of being tethered to my job. If I had invested wisely early on, I would have done so much better, not just in terms of my net worth, but also in terms of being untethered so much earlier. I remember when my children were born, I would have loved to spend more time with them. Financial freedom would have given me that. When my dad was diagnosed with cancer, I was fortunate enough to be able to take a month off and spend time with him, but I would have loved to spend more time with him and he was going through chemotherapy. I would have loved to have held his hand through that and I wasn't able to do it because I was tethered to my job at that point. So uh, there is an opportunity cost to being held back by these limiting beliefs. And it's important to focus on why financial freedom is important to you whenever you hit these thoughts. When I was talking to someone I was coaching last week, they felt that they're really not good at doing things around the house. So they were getting these beliefs and, and these beliefs being thrust on them that they may not be great at managing their rental portfolio. And the important thing to remember is that those are two very different things. I don't have to be able to do a rehab with my bare hands to be able to manage a large portfolio and do extensive rehabs. They're two very different things. And and oftentimes these limiting beliefs just hold us back and prevent us from getting to our goals sooner. So the important thing to remember whenever you think that you're not good with money or that you may not be successful investing your money wisely is to think about who can help you and not how you should be doing it. This is from a book that Dan Sullivan wrote about 
who not how sometimes it's important to just surround yourself with the right people who are going to help you get to your goals even if you don't know how you're going to be doing it and that's the importance of having a mentor a coach and a community of people that surround you and then the last limiting belief that people often face is that investing in real estate is risky and i don't know enough and i will fail and i will lose all my money and that's a very extreme example of what could happen which if you're if you're educating yourself right then you are mitigating risk so whenever that belief comes up think about how you can educate yourself creating generational freedom is my eight-week immersive small group and one-on-one coaching program that helps people do just that it helps you know everything you need to know to move ahead with clarity and confidence and there are so many strategies in real estate that you can employ to minimize risk strategies for people with this different risk appetites different debt appetites because it's not a one size fit all when it comes to real estate, just like everything else in life. There's so many different ways to do it and you can pick what will work for you. You can be anywhere along that spectrum where you're comfortable being. And it's important to remember that when we, the fear of failure holds us back, remember you've already failed ahead of time by just not getting in the arena. Now, these are the limiting beliefs that we encounter right this is the voice of self-doubt in our head but i also want to talk about how sometimes we encounter other people's limiting beliefs the people who surround us our spouse our friends our family and not because they don't want us to do well or they want to hold us back they often end up projecting their own limiting beliefs onto us and i did want to talk about that briefly and say that it's really important to not make other people's limiting beliefs our own to recognize when that's happening and to to know how to not do that i did this for three years i didn't invest in real estate i pushed out my investing journey because i let someone else's limiting beliefs become my own so it's really important to look around and see who has a seat at your table. Who are the five people that you interact the most with? And are they investors? What do they do? Do they hold you back? Um, you know, how do they face challenges? Which is why, again, I said it's so important to surround yourself with the right community of people, people who are doing things that you aspire to do so you can be inspired by them. It's really important to look at people who've done it successfully and learn from them instead of being held back by someone else's limiting beliefs, someone who hasn't been on that journey, who hasn't walked down the same path that you want to walk down. Another thing I wanted to talk about before the end of the session was about analysis paralysis. With the best of intentions, after acquiring all the knowledge that we think we need, after doing our analysis of the market, when you're running numbers, you still find that you're stuck and you're really just not able to take that step and put in that offer. Oftentimes, this is because we want the perfect deal. We want that home run deal. I just wanted to say it's important to remember that perfect is the enemy of good enough. Most times, it's okay to be good enough. It's okay for your deal to be a good deal. It doesn't always have to be a great deal. It's important to remember that mistakes are also learning opportunities and that inaction breeds doubt and fear and action breeds confidence and courage. In creating generational freedom, we learn to take small actionable steps that when done in the right sequence ends up creating massive action. Okay, many times it's important to start even when you don't think you're ready. 
because you really don't want to be stuck in analysis paralysis. Everything we talked about today, the foundation of everything that you create and what you lean into every time you face these limiting beliefs is your why. It's really important to have a strong why. Why do you want financial freedom? How is that going to change your life? For me, it was about spending more time with my kids. Well, they still wanted to spend every minute of the day with me. I wanted the freedom to live life and practice medicine on my terms. And I want all of you to really think about how your family's life would change if you had, say, $10,000, $20,000 in passive income coming in every month and you only had to spend a few hours a month on your portfolio to have that passive income. Think about how that's going to shift things for you and you know hold on to that strong why every time you come across challenges it took me 10 years to get to financial freedom but looking back if i had known what i know today 10 years ago i could have saved myself at least seven years of being tethered to a paycheck i took years to get started and then years to accelerate my journey because i was held back by my own limiting beliefs and others limiting beliefs and perceptions but this doesn't have to be your story. I've seen members within Creating Generational Freedom put in offers, lock in properties within weeks of starting the program. I want you to remember that you have 10 weeks to the end of the year, and I want you to decide what your mini goals are for the rest of this year. For some of you, it may be getting a short-term rental. For some of you, it may just be analyzing and narrowing down a market. It may be putting in your first offer, whatever it is. Learn to watch your internal dialogue and change it so that it serves you. And if you're looking for a free calculator for running numbers for short-term rentals or long-term rentals, head over to the resources section of Generational Wealth MD's website, www.generationalwealthmd.com. The resources section has those free calculators to help you on your journey. I want to leave you with this quote that I find very powerful. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. <laughs>